one. Such a sleepy day, said Mrs. Wilkie, crossing her thick legs just so on the ottoman. Such a sleepy summer day. Gertrude did not agree. Not really, she replied. But Mrs. had already dozed off, the fingers on her left hand twitching in that peculiar way they did. Gertrude had no idea. No matter how long she lived with her older caretaking companion, she never had an idea why Mrs. Wilkie's fingers twitched as they did, or the minuscule nerve in her left eyelid either. Some flaw on that side of things. For Gertrude, summer erupted. She could hear it rustling and rocking along, every inch of the block a blast of color or noise or movement, the grass hollering and the bugs screeching, every pale leaf waving about. She'd already been around some few times, maybe five or six, her first two before the church janitor mowed, the second few when he was pushing the mower along, the hysteria of green blades flying out behind him, the aroma of grass following her. And then she'd gone again at noon, the quick breath of noon, before the kids came back outside, and there she was, Gertrude herself, head in forward motion to see what she could see. For lunch they'd had their egg salad, Mrs. Wilkie's favorite, crusts trimmed, tea with ice, all of that a dab or two to the mouth with the paper napkins Gertrude loved, tissue crinkling and twittering, crushed into song. And now Mrs. Napping and Gertrude checking the knots on her shoelaces, yanking up the white anklets and off to the block with its twelve houses per side, two apartment buildings, one store, and one church, that one church without a steeple or bell, its sign out there plain and simple, the Church of Christ, scientist, I never knew, she'd said years ago, when she first came to stay with Mrs. Wilkie, first tied on her thick-heeled shoes and launched herself onto the sidewalk. Christ the scientist, I never knew, she'd said, to sturdy Mrs. Wilkie, standing at the door. What, dear? You never knew what? Gertrude had slapped her scrawny thigh and hooted. Christ, did you know he was a scientist? So they say, Mrs. had answered, not particularly interested. And now the grass on the church lawn was cut, trimmed to the sidewalk line and tidy as God's plan, and the snipped grass roaring with sweetness, still alive, hosting bugs, worms, ants, business happening, business transpiring. She could tell anyone anything about this block, the brick school across the street from the church the humongous arena across the street on the other side of the block, her side of the block where the circus came once in a blue moon, skaters all winter, and sports, she guessed, cars parked up and down, doors slamming in the silent winter nights, those long and silent winter nights. Winter slept, that's where Mrs. had it wrong, winter slept, summer roared. Gertrude waved to the store owner smoking out on his stoop of all things. How you, she called, hearing her voice tumbling out, pushing through the cloud of smoke the singular sound of herself. Everyone knew her name. 
Wouldn't she round the block nearly a dozen times a day, for five, maybe seven years? Before the smoker and his wife owned the store, back when the Italian lady swept up candy wrappers every day. Gertrude could smell the sausages then, the spices. Always something cooking in the back of the store, flies buzzing at the screen, hysterical flies, Gertrude remembered. She remembered everything. Mr. McCumber in his dandy hat, shine shoes, old lady Kirschling with all her grudges, Mrs. Larson talking, always so much to say. What time would the mail come? Was it going to rain? How little Elise was growing? Gertrude remembered every house, where everyone belonged, and when they popped outside. Like the girl whose daddy baked bread. Out she'd come on Gertrude's first round, because the household awoke early, and there she'd be, rumpled little thing, sticky hair.